Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever list this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. It is Monday. I am Jamison. I am the genius running solo as I do most Mondays. Before we get going too far into this podcast, I want to give a special thanks to the veterans out there. Happy veterans. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Great day for you. This is a day for you. Thank you very much for everything you've done for me, my family, your family, all our families. Thank you from the genius family to yours. Happy Veterans Day. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about week 10. What happened? Some big name duds, some big name studs coming, uh, stepping out, big name, big team losses, some big uh, 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 losses that likely affected the way eliminator pools happen. If you're in the eliminator pool, you may be sitting at home now with some upsets that occurred this past weekend. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the upcoming Monday night game to close out Week 10. 49ers and the Seahawks close out Week 10. Who do I like in the single game slate? Which direction am I going? We're going to talk about that and much more. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and dive right on into it. Let's just go in and talk about Week 10. First up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers uh, took on the Oakland Raiders on Thursday night. Excuse me. Um, a big win for the Oakland Raiders. They continue their playoff push uh, over 500. They're right in the mix for the for one of those playoff spots with the AFC down a little bit. I gotta like what the Raiders have done. Personally, I didn't think that was gonna happen with the Raiders. Ever since they uh, signed Antonio Brown, I didn't think it was a great move. Then they got rid of Antonio Brown. I think it was gonna take it was gonna tear this locker room apart. John Gruden's gotten that team going. Gotta like what you've seen from the Raiders as an organization ever since they got rid of Antonio Brown. John Gruden has that team turned around over 500 and right there in the playoff hunt. As for the Chargers, my opinion was that uh, the game on on Thursday night was going to be a playoff uh, uh, breaker for one of those two teams. I thought the losing team of this game was likely going to be out of the playoff hunt, and I just don't see a a way that the, the Chargers make the playoffs the way they're playing right now. Yes, they're able to be right in the game and have a shot of winning late, but they just can't get the job done. That, to me, shows a team that struggles to win in the big opportunities. I just don't see the Chargers making the playoffs, and I can definitely see a spot that the Raiders do make the playoffs. They are playing good football. As for fantasy stars of the game, yes, Melvin Gordon had a decent game for the Chargers, but I think uh, the entire thing that happened was when Gordon Gordon came back, you're taking time away from Austin Eckler. Eckler's a player that I think needs to be on, on the field more often, especially in the passing game. As for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, the phenomenal rookie for the Raiders, had a great game again, continues to have have success in his rookie season. Uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers continues to, to struggle on offense. Can't get, can't get much going. Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, the entire Chargers offense kind of struggling uh, more times than not. Moving forward, I think the only player that I can truly trust in that offense is Hunter Henry. I just think the targets are there. And on a weekly basis, I think he's a player that we can trust. Players like Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, we don't know who's going to get the touches there. Um, I'm guessing moving forward it's going to be Melvin Gordon because he's gotten more and more uh, looks as the weeks move along. But in my opinion, I think Austin Eckler is the better back there. He's more involved in the passing game, and I think they need to go to Austin Eckler a little more to get that success they had early on back for the Chargers. As for the Raiders, moving forward, Darren Waller, 
Josh Jacobs. Those are about the only players that I'm really going to trust on the, on a weekly basis. I think both players are very safe for fantasy. As for the other players, I think it's much more of a matchup game for players like Derek Carr, Tyrell Williams. Those kind of players are much more of a, a, a matchup play, in my opinion, for the Raiders moving forward as we move along. If we jump into Sunday, start off with the Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Matthew Stafford uh, ruled out of the game with a couple fractured bones in his back. To me, that doesn't sound good. I'm guessing he's likely going to miss a few weeks. That's going to have a, a, a clamp down on the entire offense. Already down carry on Johnson. Players like Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, I think they're going to struggle moving forward if they uh, don't have Matthew Stafford there in the lineup. And as that team kind of struggles to, to get wins and moves uh, further and further behind the uh, Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings, you got to wonder if they're going to want to rush Matthew Stafford back with that back injury. As for the Bears, Bears are a very difficult team to kind of uh, grasp, kind of get your head around. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, not a great quarterback. Yes, he had a decent day yesterday against the Lions uh, defense, but I'm not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky uh, long term. I definitely think the Bears need to run the ball more and more with David Montgomery. They're not giving the ball as much as they should. Last couple weeks it seems like they had, but they kind of went away from it a little bit in the game against the Detroit Lions. I thought with no Matthew Stafford, I thought this would be a big game for David Montgomery. That did not happen. <clears throat> there's, there's really not anybody on this offense that I can kind of uh, – uh, put a trust in on a weekly basis. I would like to say Dave Montgomery, but there's definitely no way of trusting him on a weekly basis because of his offense. I think the Bears about the, the Bears defense is about the only thing we can trust. And even that, the Bears have kind of struggled off and on, even though that was a defensive struggle against the Lions. But the Lions starting Jeff Driscoll was nothing to write home about for the Bears. I thought the Bears defense would have much more uh, a bigger impact in the game against the backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions with their starting running back as well out. Uh, definitely the Bears are struggling in my opinion. Definitely not the team we saw in 2018. But the Bears did get the win and kept their slim playoff hopes in my eyes alive against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens-Cincinnati Bengals. Ravens were not one of the handful of teams that struggled to get the win on Sunday. Ravens put on a show against the Bengals, both offensively and defensively. Lamar Jackson continues to play at the highest level. Uh, three touchdown passes. Got it done with his legs. Got it done with his arm. Lamar Jackson is right there in the MVP ballots. Uh, definitely love what you're seeing out of Lamar Jackson. Only thing I worry about is, is he, is he going to be able to hold up for his entire career the way they're running him um, at, as, as, a, as a mobile quarterback. I like mobile quarterbacks. I don't like running quarterbacks. They just don't last long in this league. And I worry about Lamar Jackson moving forward. Hopefully he can become more of a pocket passer, kind of uh, not use his leg as much as he has been through his first couple, uh, first year and a half in the league. But as it is right now, Lamar Jackson is and should be considered one of the top runners of the MVP race in 2019. Joe Mixon got over 100 yards but took a lot of carries against a very uh, a stingy Baltimore Ravens defense. I just don't know if we can trust Joe Mixon moving forward. The offensive line in, in Cincinnati is hor horrendous. Um, uh, not much to go on offense. A.J. Green, don't know if he's going to be able to come back. Sounds like he was very uh, frustrated that he wasn't able to play yesterday. Got to wonder why the Bengals didn't trade uh, A.J. Green at the deadline. He uh, figured a team on the, on the rebuild mode would want to get rid of a, a veteran player like A.J. Green, especially if they can get a decent draft pick or two for him. That did not happen. I don't see A.J. Green coming back to the team. Got to wonder why they did not move A.J. Green. And this injury that he has now, if he was playing on a different team like the Patriots or the Packers or the Saints, would he be out there by now? I firmly do believe that he would be out there if it was a different team. The Bengals just are not good offensively, defensively. Bengals are struggling. That 0-9 record proves that. Uh, got a feel for Joe Mixon. As, as, as someone that went all in on Joe Mixon this year in fantasy, I was able to ship him off uh, before 
um, to, really early this season in a couple leagues, but I am stuck with them in more than half my leagues, and I'm struggling to find ways of, of getting uh, a player of that caliber where I drafted them. Luckily, in a couple leagues, I was able to. Uh, a couple other leagues, I'm having to start Joe Mixon. It's kind of frustrating uh, on a weekly basis seeing someone of his talent not have the success that I thought he would have this year. Ravens put on a whooping on the Bengals on Sunday afternoon. Next up, the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. It looked like a game that the, the Bills would likely come in and kind of get an easy win against a very bad, uh, a struggling Cleveland Browns team. That was not the case. A, a defensive struggle between the two teams. Browns get the victory late in the game. Uh, one thing that I wanted to keep an eye on the game was what was going to happen with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt now that Kareem Hunt's back in the lineup. Uh, looked like they, they were able to use both of them together. you got to like what you saw out of Chubb. got to like what you saw out of Kareem Hunt as well. I think uh, the only thing I can take out of this is maybe they get more and more uh, red zone targets for uh, Kareem Hunt um, with Chubb unable to kind of punch it in from, from the goal line early. But I do think we can continue to trust Nick Chubb. He's about the only player on that offense that's kind of been having success. Last couple of weeks, we've seen Jarvis Landry kind of have a little more success. So maybe we're seeing this offense kind of turn the corner a little bit. I don't know if that's possible with the way the Browns are playing with, with Mayfield, at quarterback. I just don't see it right now. But there are some nice pieces. I definitely think Chubb is definitely the player that we can continue to, to roll on a weekly basis. But I also think there's room for uh, Kareem Hunt as well, especially if he's going to be using the passing game like he was yesterday against the Bills. Against the Bills, very good pass defense, the uh, Browns were able to kind of move the ball a little bit on offense through the air as well. Browns got the win over the Buffalo Bills, and I think that might uh, be a big loss for the Bills. They got a very tough schedule down the road to close out the year. Was the game against the Browns going to be a backbreaker? Only time will tell, but I do think this might keep the Bills out of the playoffs, that loss to the Browns because of that tough schedule to close out the year for the Bills. Next up, the Tennessee Titans hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, um, in my opinion, I thought going into the game it was a mistake to start Patrick Mahomes. I thought uh, uh, with, with the talent that the Chiefs have on offense, they would be able to take someone like Matt Moore and kind of have success against a very uh, mediocre Titans team. That was not the case. The Titans pull out the upset victory over the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Tough loss for the Chiefs, big win for the Titans, some big-name players with the big numbers. Patrick Mahomes, over 400 yards passing, three scores. Derrick Henry, nearly 200 yards rushing, a couple scores. Tyreek Hill, big day, big day uh, double-digit receptions, 150-plus yards and a score. Some big-name players with some big stats in that game. That was a fantasy, uh, fantasy uh, sh- shootout between the two teams, but the Titans were able to get the victory over the Chiefs. I don't think it affects the Chiefs making the playoffs, but it might affect a home field advantage somewhere down the road for the Chiefs. Big loss for Titans and also puts the Titans uh, in firm place um, right there in the in a hunt for a playoff spot with the big victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Next up, Saints and the Falcons. Saints hosting their division foe Falcons. Uh, you would think that the Saints would be able to come into this game and kind of uh, walk to a victory, kind of um, an easy victory on on layaway for these New Orleans Saints. That was not the case. Atlanta Falcons go into New Orleans and pull out a big victory against their division rival, New Orleans Saints. Big day for a few players from that game. Obviously, Michael Thomas, big day, 13 receptions, over 150 yards. Drew Brees, decent day. Julio Jones, not a bad day. Matt Ryan, not a bad day. But it was really a team effort for the Atlanta Falcons. 
Um, heading into the week, I thought Brian Hill was a pickup with the, the injury to Edo, Edo Smith being out for the year on the IR. Now we're seeing that De, uh, Devonta Freeman got hurt in the game as well. So definitely my, Brian Hill is going to be one of the top uh, waiver wire options this week, and I think he is uh, one of, if not the top option, especially the way they used the running backs in the passing game. Falcons get their second win of the, of the year as they hand the Saints their second loss of the season. That could become huge as they fight with the uh, Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers for the top two spots and likely uh, the top overall spot. That could be a big loss for the Saints as they fight for home field advantage. Next up, we have the Jets and the Giants battling for New York. Uh, a game that I thought the Giants would kind of uh, have, have kind of a, a, a clear path to a victory. They have a, a little more talent in my eyes on offense compared to the Jets, but the Jets showed up. Big win for the Jets. Even though the numbers were nice for Daniel Jones, over 300 yards uh, passing, four touchdowns, he did have a very crucial um, fumble where uh, Adams was the safety Adams for the Jets, took it right out of his hands, scored a touchdown. He called it before the play happened. Big play for the, for the Jets on defense, bad play for Jones. Um, tough loss for the Giants, even though they're, they're not really going anywhere this year. They're playing for the future, but it, uh, it's never good to lose to your division, I mean your in-state rival Jets, and that's exactly what the Giants did on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Buccaneers and the Cardinals, a game that I was very interested in, in, in seeing. A lot of uh, fantasy football uh, highlights in this game. Jameis Winston, um, Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, plenty of options in this game. Uh, big, name, big name players showing out for this game. Winston, despite having some um, turnover-prone plays in this game, still had a decent day on fantasy purposes. Again, this is a, this is a reason why I think Jameis Winston isn't a very good NFL quarterback, but for fantasy purposes, he's one of the better ones um, just because of what he can do on a weekly basis. Yes, he may not be the best quarterback in, for, for fantasy, but he's definitely worth a start most weeks because of what he, he's asked to do, especially if uh, with the number of, of yards they, they throw passing the ball and getting scores to kind of eliminate those turnover prone that he is on offense. Christian Kirk, three touchdowns off of six receptions. Huge day for Christian Kirk and Kyler Murray, um, but they, they weren't able to get the job done. Buccaneers do get a win, a very close 30-27. to 27. Good for the Buccaneers, but a lot of uh, fantasy points were scored in this game for our fantasy teams. Next up, the Dolphins and the Colts. This game in my eliminator pool knocked me out of it. I had the Colts. I thought there was no way the Colts lose to the Dolphins at home. Um, I don't. I didn't care about the backup quarterback. The Dolphins are not a good team. Dolphins are playing for the number one overall pick. Oh, by the way, they've won two games in a row now. So are the Dolphins as bad as we think they are? I still think they are bad, but maybe they're not as bad as they are as we originally thought they were. Fitzpatrick continues to get, get the job done. I think it's one of those things where he doesn't want to lose his job. Um, he's, he's not going to turn the ball over to, the, to a young, younger quarterback. If he can continue to get, to get, the, get the job done, the Dolphins uh, continue to ro- uh, put up those numbers, and are they going to want to have those victories at the end of the day? But, again, they're still looking for their uh, franchise quarterback. The more wins they get, the less likelihood they're going to have a top uh, draft pick. Got to wonder if the two wins for the Dolphins is kind of bad news for them as they're searching for their uh, franchise quarterback in this upcoming draft. Not a whole lot of talent, I mean, not a whole lot of upside in this game. From a game that we thought Marlon Mack would have a, a, a fantastic game against a very bad Miami Dolphins defense, he struggled to get anything going. Mack was one of the biggest busts of the weekend, as were the entire Colts offense as well. Got to wonder if... Brissett is unable to go this week. Will Brian Hoyer be the starting quarterback next week? Only time will tell. Dolphins win back-to-back games and now sitting at two wins well behind the Cincinnati Bengals 
for the race to that number one overall pick. Next up, Packers and Panthers playing a very snow-covered game at Lambeau Field. Packers improved their record to 8-2, where the Panthers uh, fall to 5-4. Big game from Aaron Jones. Uh, three touchdown scores for, the, for the, the starting running back. McCaffrey the, continues to be a cheat code in fantasy. Struggled most of the game, but he was able to get in the end zone, get over 100 yards. Uh, something that we expect on a weekly basis for McCaffrey. It doesn't matter the matchup it is. He's going to have success. Kyle Allen, decent day. DJ Moore, decent day. Devontae Adams had a nice day. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had a nice day. Nothing spectacular outside of Aaron Jones, but a, a lot of decent plays for both teams. Packers get the win over the Panthers on Sunday. Next up, Steelers and the Rams. Rams are going one way in the wrong direction, where the Steelers seem like they're going in the opposite direction. They're improving on a weekly basis. Got to wonder if the Rams are this bad, if, if, if we're going to see them continue to struggle. If that's the case, I think we're going to see this team go from the Super Bowl to out of the playoffs. Um, don't, you you, you got to uh, wonder what's going on with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Uh, after getting those big contracts, they're both players are struggling on this offense. As a matter of fact, the entire offense struggled. Cooper Cup, zero receptions in a game that um, they likely needed him to have a big game against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. As for the Steelers defense, plenty of stars on that team. Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the bigger uh, uh, additions to any team. He continues to have an impressive um, season for the Steelers. Has, it seems like each week he's been over there, he's putting, up, putting on a clinic and having a huge day. Um, the Steelers defense continues to roll. Steelers over the Rams on Sunday. Steelers looking like they're making a playoff push where it seems like the Rams are starting to fall more and more out of the playoff hunt um, after that loss yesterday. And last, we have the Vikings and the Cowboys closing out Sunday. Vikings coming out with a big victory at Dallas. Kirk Cousins, not known for the big road victories on primetime, comes away with one of the bigger ones. Cowboys are, are tough to beat at home. That's exactly what the Vikings were able to do. They held Ezekiel Elliott to absolutely nothing on the ground or through the air, forced Dak Prescott and company to throw the ball. They did throw the ball plenty. They did throw the ball uh, with accuracy. Uh, very good game for Dak Prescott. Very good game for Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Um, some nice options there on offense. But at the end of the day, they held Ezekiel Elliott to nothing, and that, that kind of helped the Vikings pull out the victory. Dalvin Cook, decent day. Kirk Cousin, decent day. A lot of decent plays for the Vikings, but it was the defense that came up big, especially late in that game where the Vikings pull off the upset at Dallas. Kirk Cousins pulls off the win on the road against the Cowboys. If you're playing the, the single-game slate over on DraftKings or FanDuel tonight, $300,000 up top for DraftKings. I think it's $100,000 or $200,000 up top for FanDuel. A lot of money up for grabs for a $10 or $9 buy-in. Um, life-changing money for a lot of people. Uh, the the one thing I keep on saying on a weekly basis is figure out what kind of game script you think is going to happen. If you think it's going to be a, a, a run and, a ground and pound game one direction and a passing game the other direction, use that game script. Find the game script that, that, that best fits the way that you think it's going to happen. I personally think that we're going to see much more of a, a passing on the Seattle side of things to a, a ground game for the uh, uh, San Francisco side of things. Excuse me. I do like the 49ers defense, obviously one of the better defenses in the league this year. But Russell Wilson is a very good quarterback. I think he can get things done against the 49ers defense. And I think there's a way that both the, the defense for 49ers and Russell Wilson can have success in this game. 
We know the Seahawks do kind of struggle at protecting their quarterback. I think sacks are inevitable going to happen. I think turnovers are going to happen with Russell Wilson. But I also think that he's going to be able to get a few scores as well. So I definitely don't hate the idea of going Russell Wilson and the 49ers defense, where a lot of times we want to avoid the defense. But these single-game slates are different than the, 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 the full-game the full. Uh, slates that we have on on Sundays. These single game slates are much different. You can play a defense with a quarterback. I usually don't like to do that, especially if I'm playing um, the quarterback in the captain spot. But this is a game that I can see uh, using Russell Wilson as a captain spot and running it back with the defense for the 49ers. I just think that there's a path for both parties to kind of have success. If I'm looking at an MVP or a captain spot on both sides, I think it's between three players for me. I think it's Russell Wilson. I think it's uh, Tevin Coleman. And I think it's also you, you can throw uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as well. One player I think that might go a little lesser owned uh, than he should is someone like Josh Gordon. Hearing that Josh Gordon is going to be able to have a, a, a decent impact in the game, sounds like they're going to give him plenty of looks on, in, in offense if we can take um, Carroll's word for what they want to do with Josh Gordon. I definitely think there's success um, there for the newly acquired Josh Gordon. I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of Tyler Lockett. I think Lockett might get uh, uh, kind of locked up from, uh, pardon the pun, locked up for Lockett. I think Lockett's going to kind of uh, draw coverage from Richard Sherman. Again, this is Richard Sherman going uh, playing up against his former team, Seattle Seahawks. Yes, it's not the first time he's done it, so the, the, the revenge factor is not there. But he is a, a, a very good shutdown corner. Um, maybe he's not as, as good as he used to be during his time at Seattle, but I think he's very good still as well. And again, with someone like Tyler Lockett, I think we need to have make sure that the, 49, the Seahawks are throwing the ball plenty. I think they are, but I think it's going to be going uh, kind of spread out as well. So I'm not very high on Tyler Lockett personally. I do like DK Metcalf a bit. And like as I talked about earlier, I do like Josh Gordon quite a bit just because of the amount of, uh, of, of uh, ownership he's going to draw. As for the 49ers, I think Tevin Coleman and Matt Brader are both playable. I think you can play them in the same lineup as well. And I don't hate the idea if we hear that uh, – most starts going to be out this game. I don't hate the idea of going with a third running back there in uh, Jeff Wilson. If this game does kind of get to the point where maybe in the fourth quarter the 49ers have kind of a little lead, I don't, I don't, uh, I can envision something like Josh, uh, Wilson coming in and, and kind of getting that fourth quarter run. And even even with the, the double running backs in uh, Coleman and Brady, yes, they're going to get plenty of looks. I still think there's plenty of opportunity for Wilson to kind of get a few touches as well. I don't even hate the idea of going all three running backs for the 49ers. And if that's the game script you use, go with the ground and, ground and pound game in the 49ers. If they are rolling on offense, I can see success for three parties. But that's only if Mostert is out of the game. If I'm picking between the two, I definitely like Coleman over Breda. But I think both players do have decent games this weekend against the Fort, uh, Seattle Seahawks defense. <clears throat> That's the way I'm looking to handle in the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel. If I can't win it, hopefully one of you guys can uh, win it as well. Definitely keep an eye on my Instagram feed. I will definitely give you an idea of the way I'm looking at for that MVP and that captain spot. I'll throw a thing on my stories about the way I'm looking at But right now, I'm looking at both quarterbacks and Tevin Coleman. That's the way I'm looking at it as well. Definitely going to have plenty of shares of the 49ers defense um, as flex as well. I think they're one of the better plays. And if you're looking for a value play with, it sounds like uh, we're not going to see George Kittle out there. But with George Kittle, he is a very uh, tough dude. I can definitely see a player like him uh, all of a sudden wanting to play in this game. But if we do hear news that he is going to be out, and it sounds like he is likely going to be out, I don't see how he plays in this game. I do love Dwelly. I think Dwelly is a player that I think uh, has plenty of value sitting lower at the end. 
And we know the Seahawks do kind of give up big games to opposing tight ends, but that's only a play for me if we do hear George Kittle is out and it's leaning towards that with him being doubtful for this game. That'll do it for today's podcast. If you've not, if you've not followed us over on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. On Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. And our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. If you have not checked out our Mastermind chat, definitely give it a look. It's, it's, it's something we created to make you a better DFS and season-long owner. If you have a question on fantasy football, you ask it. We get back to you within 24 hours, most likely be within a uh, couple hours. We chat back and forth, whether it be your lineup construction, uh, whether it be a trade option, whether it be any, anything fantasy football, we'll get back to you right away. Com- that communication will continue going on. And our DFS and season-long articles are available as well. We cut those in half this past week. Now that we're past the halfway point, so definitely, it's not too late to get in there to help you get to, uh, into the playoff push. Plenty of money is still up for grabs in DFS. Have a great day. Thank you to all the veterans out there as well. Have a, have a happy Veterans Day, and we will see you later this week as we look forward to Week 11 starting on Wednesday and Thursday. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Dominate those leagues.